Hey, 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 what's up, everyone? Welcome to the official WrestleMania 39 preview prediction stream here on my channel. Um, I have been looking forward to this like you would not believe for like ever because it's time to talk about WrestleMania. No, not because my guest for today is Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful, FightfulSelect.com. Yo, what's up? Can you believe it? It's WrestleMania in just like four days. Yeah, I won't be there for it. I'm coming home, but uh, excited to. I, 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 I'm not gonna lie. I'm not excited. I'm not excited to get on the plane. I'm not excited to get up early. I'm not excited to to work. I'm not excited. I'm excited to watch WrestleMania from home with my friends, and then get on the post show on Fightful and talk with Will about it, uh, Sean, and and send literally... send you a link that you won't use, but still. What do you mean? Send me a link I won't use. Anytime we have fightful contingent people that are live at a show, I send them a link just in case they want to uh, join in <laughs> after the presser. Okay. One time, one time I did not join. You only sent it one time. I forgot what well, interview was it. It's a new thing. So. Okay, so you sent it one time and I didn't join because I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> you should have sent a follow up, a reminder. Well, I'll I'll send it to you both nights this this time and. Uh, Maybe what you can do is call in as they are coming to get you in the middle of a, a huge angle that you miss. Oh, man, you I'm don't definitely get to not going to do that. Do you have any idea how much, Sean, you've seen how much stress I'm under from the moment where I have to go from my seat to making sure I set up on time so that when the first person walks in, I'm all set up. It's a lot of stress. But, Sean, here's the thing, though. You're coming in to you're flying into Los Angeles mm -hmm. and it's not like you come to LA very often. This is only going to be your second time. This is going to be the most time you've ever spent in LA. How are you not like excited? You say I don't come to LA a lot, but it seems to me like I will have been there twice in about eight months. So no, it's been way more than eight. Has it been eight months? No. The beginning of August, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, eight months. Oh, two shit. times in eight months. <laughs> I didn't even Happy realize it. Anniversary. I didn't even realize it. I thought it was like a year already. <laughs> no, absolutely okay. not. Well, anyways, I'm excited because there's just going to be so much going on. And I feel pretty good about like everything going on during this week. Uh, so we got literally 13 matches to talk about. For WrestleMania, it's going to be two nights, SoFi Stadium, and today we're going to go ahead and break them down. But before we do, just a heads up to those of you who are in the stream. If you want to get your questions or your comments or your statements read here on the show and also help support this podcast, you are more than welcome at any point to send in a super chat or just leave some comments and I will make sure to pull some up as well. But let's get right to this, uh, Sean, because there's so many matches and I don't want to be here for like 40 days talking about all of them. <laughs> let's go ahead and get right into it. So I'm going to work our way um, from the bottom to the top. Uh, so let's start off here. Uh, we got the uh, the Fatal 4-Way. We're going to have Braun Strowman, Ricochet versus Street Profits, Alpha Academy versus the Viking Raiders. Um, honestly, Sean, what are you thinking about this one in terms of, you know, it being on the show? Uh, fine with it being on the show. I would rather the Andre Battle Royal be on the show and then Women's really? Battle Royal. Yeah, I would rather it be the kickoff show. Uh, and then I would like the women's to be the kickoff show for night two, but I'm fine with this. I see the street profits getting a win because if you, if you want casual fans and there are absolutely casual fans that watch this show, 
they're going to see Ricochet. They're going to be amazed. They're going to see the Viking Raiders and go, oh, cool. They'll look at the Alpha Academy and go, that's funny. They're going to see Braun Strowman and say, wow. But they'll look at the Street Profits and they'll think that they're cool as hell. And there's like the the cups falling and all that stuff. This is the frog splash that we're going to see out of Montez. This is one that they should definitely win. I honestly am so much happier that we're getting this on WrestleMania instead of the Battle Royal because you know me, I'm not really big on Battle Royals. And for me, like it's not within, it's only until we get to like the, the final four where the action actually starts happening. I prefer this so much more. And I think like for me, I would, I think that the Street Profits is probably the best option to go with, but I just feel like there's still some other really good potential in terms of, I feel like Alpha Academy has been extremely over. And then also Braun Strowman and Ricochet have like this, odd connection that is really starting to work for me like I'm really starting to become a fan of this duo like I've never hated it but I'm just really kind of feeling it a lot stronger so I think for this one I wouldn't mind anybody probably not so much the Viking Raiders because they really haven't done too much with them but um you're probably right on the street profits but just to give a different answer I'm gonna go with Braun Strowman and Ricochet I can see them taking this one yeah uh, I could see them taking it too. I just think street profits make all the sense in the world. And we have our first super chat of the day. And I want to thank Catherine Coleman for sending this in. Thank you so much to Catherine who says, Hey, with WrestleMania coming up, what title match, um, women's match, tag match, and non-title match are you most looking forward to the most? Uh, Sean, I'll go ahead and uh, queue you up to uh, select your options for this one. Um, what title match? It's tough because I want to see Cody win so bad. I really want to see him win. But from an in-ring perspective, I'm a little bit more excited to see the the triple threat match. The women's match I'm excited to see is Bianca and Asuka. I would have said that about the title match, but I realized I could cheat and say it for the women's. (laughs) Uh, I think they'll have a banger. Bianca puts on great matches. Tag matches, I am definitely Usos, KO, and Zayn for sure. And non-title match... I feel like Edge might get set on fire or something, so I want to see what they do there. But Ray and Dom takes it. It's just a legitimately good angle. I just really like it now. So I have pretty much the exact same answers except for two. For the women's match, I'm most looking forward to Charlotte and and, uh, Rhea. And then for the non-title match, I'm most looking forward to Logan and uh, Seth. Uh, So that's where I'm at with that one there. Uh, Thank you so much to Catherine Coleman for getting us started here. All right, so let's keep this going, man. So uh, let's get into the women's because the women's, uh, we got Liv Morgan and Raquel taking on Natalia and Shotzi taking on Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green taking on Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Um, Sean, I'm going to start off with the story here. There really is no story whatsoever. The way that I described the build for this was like super vanilla. Let's just get whatever teams we can possibly get and just throw it all together and really the only time I actually became intrigued in this believe it or not was this uh on raw last night when they added uh freaking Chelsea and Sonia I love it I love that my hope is that the day of they will say well this is for a tag team title shot tomorrow night we get Ronda and Shayna against Becky and Lita which plays off of the history of of Ronda and Becky and Ronda or uh, Becky and Lita can drop the titles to Ronda because that does a few things. One, it pacifies Ronda Rousey. It gives Ronda Rousey a title in an angle that she wanted to do. And you can turn Trish Stratus at this show. 
she can say, no, I don't play second banana to Becky Lynch. And by the way, Lita, I never liked your ass anyway. <laughs> we used to beat the hell out of each other. I don't like you anyway. And we're off to the races. See, I think for me, I kind of want to see Chelsea and Sonia take this only because to me, they were such a, they were an odd pairing, but a pairing that also made sense. So odd in a way that works. And I kind of would like it if they had something where, because, you know, obviously they're still not, you know, nobody's going to become a number one contender. They haven't announced anything yet. So I would like it if they won and then they could have something to carry over Adam Pierce's head and be like, hey, we won this match. You owe us something now. And I feel like that leads to some possibilities, some more complaining and just all of that. And to me, it, it because they're the only team here or one of the only teams here that I legitimately feel excited about in terms of I want to see what more you can do with them creatively. And I feel like this will just benefit both Sonia and Chelsea a whole lot. So for me, I'm I'm rooting for them man. I'm rooting for them on this one. All right. So next up, this one here. Sean, I still can't believe that this is a match that, and you just mentioned it right now, that you're really looking forward to. And I can't believe that I have to agree as well, because that is Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. We were talking about Dominic at a point on Raw where it just got really, really bad, where it wasn't good. We were watching some really terrible matches, and they really turned things around once the whole prison dom uh, or con dom, whatever you want to call them, became a thing. And since then, things have really turned around to the point where it legitimately got one of the biggest pops on, on SmackDown. Like, think about that. Think about where we started and where we're at right now. So, Sean, how do you feel about the evolution of Rey Mysterio and Dominic? And realistically, what are you expecting from this match? So I've went back and forth on this. And first off, the build has been fantastic. Them taking these two from each other's brand was the best thing possible because what they were able to do was to stretch it out without overwhelming us with it. Dom only shows up to be a jerk to Ray. And that's on holidays. That's in general. Um, it used to be if one person was involved in an angle, they didn't touch anything else. But Rhea has been contributing to this all throughout her rumble. She is effectively a baby face when she's not with Judgment Day. And then when she's with Judgment Day, she's a heel and she's helping so much. And Dominic has just become unironically good. Like, I don't think his delivery is particularly great, but for the gimmick that he's doing, it's perfect because he hasn't changed anything. Ray has played this off really, really well. We knew what the end game was. We knew it was Ray eventually snapping and hitting Dominic, but more and more, I want Dominic to win this match. What? No. Because, yeah, because I think, well, Dominic's hot right now, right? Where does I he just... go if he, what happens if he loses? But isn't that the payoff, though? Isn't the payoff Ray <laughs> literally beating the crap out of his son and finally? Because, yeah, okay, the, the biggest pop was him finally getting that right on sure. Dominic Mysterio. People were waiting for that. So now we got that little piece. I think what we want is a full-on ass whooping. I'm sorry. Dominic Denise, deserves a full-on ass whooping. Denise, um, you, I'm trying to remember where WrestleMania 25 was. It was um, hold on, hold on. It was right before Phoenix. Where was where was that before Phoenix? Sorry, I'm blanking it, right now. Either way, whatever. Okay. Do you know what happened at, at, at that WrestleMania? 
Yes, yes, yes. Okay, refresh my memory on where I'm Ray, at. Ray Mysterio jobbed out. He completely jobbed yes, out. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. You know what he didn't do? What didn't he do? Celebrate his son's birthday on that day. That was his birthday? That was his son's birthday. The day that he jobbed out JBL. He no. chose WrestleMania over his son. So okay. WrestleMania has to choose Dominic over Ray. No, but that's not a good enough reason. No, that's not it's a karma. good enough reason. I'm it's sorry. Karma, no, it's Denise. not. No, it's not. Because not. it's not like people knew that that was, I didn't know that was Dominic's birthday. I did. That's why you got me here. But that's what I'm saying. Everybody should be knowing this. He should have brought so, this up in a promo then if this was going to be part of the story and part of the karma. Do it, do it for If this is just I, something I so. that you know, it's not enough. Now listen, it was Dom's birthday. His dad was busy winning titles at no, WrestleMania instead of hanging out with, with his son. I want Dominic to win because he will be insufferable if he wins. But if Ray wins... Well, what happens? Everybody goes, cool, Dominic wins. To me, there are other satisfying endings that we can see on this show that aren't necessarily this. So you're and telling me that Ray beating his son, beating up, <laughs> finally, it's not a satisfying ending? To me, to me, the it's more satisfying to see Dominic win at this point because I find him to be the more enjoyable performer. However, I love Wait, this, Denise. Rewind, you know what, what did you, know what you Dominic say? Did? I find Dominic to be the more enjoyable performer right now. Out and I'm of not, who? Out of he and Ray. No, you did not just say that. Yeah, I love Ray. Ray's great. He's a legend. And I want whatever stem cells he had put in his knees, give me those for my neck, please. But Dominic has been so perfect, Denise. You know who Dominic is? You're, you know no. who Dominic? Who? You know what Dominic is? What? He is that person on Twitter that you get about every... Uh, Probably every other day. Tell Sean to unblock me. Tell Sean to unblock me. You, Sean, um, Sean blocked me, Denise. And then you you look and you go, well, why did he block you? And it's, you suck, you suck, you suck, you suck, you suck. I don't even look. I, I know. just know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You just know. And Dominic got hit. And all of a sudden, he's like, I can't believe you hit me. It's amazing. I love it. No, I'm sorry. But it's not Un enough for me to say. It's not enough for me to say that I want to see Dominic defeat Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, the character has been great. They turned things around. Thank goodness. But it's not enough for me to say I want Dominic to defeat Rey Mysterio. However, I will say this. I do want to I, I mentioned this on Ross, the Raw post show last night was I do want him to come out in a low rider. I do want to I hope that somebody in the crowd has like a really funny sign with like a chancla or something. I would pop drastically if someone did have something like that. And I would like him to like really go heavy on on the Spanish and trying to generate some heat from the crowd. I would really like all of those things. But I still need my happy ending here i think that the that the we took so long to finally get to the point where ray mysterio put his hands on dominic and for him to accept the challenge to fight his son that i'm sorry but i cannot accept ray mysterio losing to dominic mysterio i can and are I you okay can. and when you say this do you mean like in a clean way or where he 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 does something where he cheats I'm or not, the referee doesn't well i think he it? i think he'd have to cheat i think he'd have to cheat because i don't think there's I don't know if there's as much heat if he wins cleanly because then you're just like, good, good job. Good I think on you. I'd walk out. I would turn but, around and just walk home. You know who's not booked for that show? Damian Priest isn't booked for that show. He can pop up and do something. 
Damn. Honestly, I'm 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 worried. I don't know what's gonna happen. I do have a prediction though, and I don't know. I don't know if it's that good of a prediction, but I've been kind of feeling like, what if Rey Mysterio hands his mask to Dominic Mysterio after this? Oh, could you imagine? That'd be terrible. I know, but I feel like all the stars align though. Like if you're gonna do it, wouldn't this be the moment in a WrestleMania match against your son? Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know. I'm just putting it out there in case it does happen. I can take but, credit. I, I, and again, I don't think that Dominic's even a good wrestler, but he's a good performer. I'll, I'll give him that, but I'm excited for it. All right. Well, we're in polar opposites, guys, on this one. I'm going for Ray. Sean's got Dom. But let's see what else we got here. We got a super chat here from The Shoot with Seth Levy, who says, do you think Bray will show up? Sean, since you're Mr. Scoops, you're the dirt sheet boy. Um, I feel like this is a question for you. What do you think? What are your I what, think, what are your vibes? What are your sources saying? My vibes are saying, well, yeah, I think probably in some capacity he'll he'll appear. I mean, again, you might want to capture some sort of casual fan that might be interested in him whenever it is he can come back. But uh, the reality is he's been he's been dealing with an illness and can't compete or hasn't been able to compete. So you don't think he will be at WrestleMania? I think that he'll be featured in some capacity, but that's not a report. That's just me. But not like wrestling or you you assume. Yeah, I don't think he'll be wrestling. Okay. We got a super chat here from Sass1000 who says, Ray can beat up Dom the entire match and Dom can win by a roll-up. Kira can run a pin. God. West Coast I just... pop. 619 West Coast pop. Well, he can't do a West Coast pop. Uh <laughs> Hurricane run up in old school Ray move. I mean, there's literally everybody here saying that Dom can lie, cheat and steal like Eddie and get that win, especially since he's been mentioning it a couple of times now that he wished that Eddie was his uh, dad instead. Um, so maybe. I, I mentioned that I mentioned this a couple of times, but it's funny because Dominic is naturally going to get com comparisons to Eddie and Ray, but outside of the horrible stuff that art bar did like that's the person who i draw the comparison to who was uh, eddie guerrero's tag team partner in triple a like that is the person who i think that he should model his heat after like he's like similar height and and got that similar kind of heat and i think can really capitalize on that i think you have a lot of faith in dominic mysterio from what i, I gather i do i, I don't I've, think i'm, I've I'm not some. there yet like, I I'm think things have ring. improved, but not to the point where I'm like, I have all of this faith. I'm certainly not from a cardio perspective or an in-ring perspective, but from a performance perspective, I think he can he can do more than what a lot of people give him credit for. Sass 1000, thank you so much for the super chat. It's much appreciated. Um, all right, we got another super chat here from Dante NYC. Thank you so much to Dante, who says, I can't lie, this is one of the matches I'm looking forward to the most. They did a really good job turning it around because I started out ambivalent about it. I would pop if Dom shows out in the ring. Uh, and yeah, it's true. I can't disagree with what Dante NYC here says. I mean, this is definitely something that I went from zero to 100, where I just absolutely did not care to the point where, you know what? I do have interest to the point where we're here arguing about who should yeah. win and who should take this. If this was a match that I didn't care about, I would say, I don't give a damn. Let's just have it happen and move on with it. But that's definitely not how I feel like I am interested. And I do think though, Sean, if they do have Dominic Mysterio win, you know, WWE is always trying to get that heat. I feel like this would be the venue 
to do it. This would be the place to do it in front of the people to do it in front of to get like the most amount of heat. This would be it again. Do I want to see it? I don't know, but um, I'm still going with Ray on this one. Uh, I look at it. I think about the casual fans. I think about the people that they're going to be looking to impress with the sale. And everybody who watches this WrestleMania knows who Rey Mysterio is. Everybody knows who he is. Uh, Even if you're not a gigantic wrestling fan, Rey Mysterio has found a way to transcend. So uh, there's a lot of factors. All righty. Thank you so much to Dante NYC. And let's press on from here. Uh, next up, let's get into one that I think is going to be like Sean says, uh-huh, uh, <laughs> Drew McIntyre versus uh, Gunther versus Sheamus for the Intercontinental Championship and triple threat match. Um, do you think Gunther is losing the championship at all? I don't think he doing? should. Uh, I don't think he should at all. Uh, what are you doing? I, I, I'm pouring water on myself, Denise. Why? Because this one's got me hot and bothered. Oh, my God. This is too much for me. This is a family oh. show, Sean. Ah. <laughs> this, is, this is a family podcast here. Sirloin beef. <laughs> this is starting to turn into something else. <laughs> okay. That's how I feel. Uh, Gunther should win this. He should break Honky Tonk Man's record. Good thing you're not going to be in the stadium because I can imagine you in the media room going, oh, (laughs) everybody would be staring at you. But I agree with you, though. I legitimately would kind of feel upset if they took the title away from Gunther because I think he is the best thing or one of the best Things that they have right now, one of the best competitors that they have right now, where I don't want to see none of this, you know, him being casted off to the side. None of that. I feel like they need to run with what they have right now with Gunther and they need to just keep building and building. I mean, the work that he did with Sheamus was phenomenal. And I think that now what they need to do is really just have them coming out here looking strong, looking dominant. But I just want to see them all completely like go to freaking town. Like, that's what I want to see. I want to see this match like full throttle. I want to see the very best here. Like I want to see literally what we got between Sheamus and Gunther times 10 because of the added addition of Drew McIntyre. You know, it's interesting. How often do you see pay-per-view dream matches on WWE? They don't book them like a lot. Like sometimes you'll get it like, New Day against the Usos, but then they do it a billion times, right? This is a dream match for me. I want to watch these three guys beat the snot out of each other. That's what I want to see. And I want to see Gunther win. He needs to break Honky Tonk Man's record because Honky Tonk Man sucks and Gunther doesn't suck. And Honky Tonk Man's reign sucked too. The most memorable thing about it was him losing the title. But Gunther should win. And I just, I just love this. Drew McIntyre is a bona fide WrestleMania main eventer. Sheamus has won a world title at WrestleMania from Brian Danielson. And Gunther is in the ring with him. Gunther is going to show to a lot of people that don't know who he is that he belongs. I can't wait for it. Right. I am a little nervous, though. I do think that there's a slight chance that they might give the belt to Sheamus. I don't know, man. That's been a little bit of what I've been feeling based off of just everything. Because I did kind of feel like Gunther was treated a little bit like a third wheel in this whole scenario. I feel like they really have been just focusing on the beef between Drew and Sheamus. And Gunther's kind of just been like there. 
And I, I don't want to see the I don't want to see the focus get lost. I definitely want to see Gunther coming out pretty good on this one. I, I actually, I want Sheamus to be the one that beats Gunther for the title because of their history. And because that's the title that Sheamus, that, that Sheamus has got eluding him besides the 24 seven title. And I wouldn't mind it if right after he wins the intercontinental title, he just walks by a trash can and he's like, Oh, well this is mine too. And then just throws it away again, just so he can have that title reign. <laughs> but I, I want him to get that because we have been told that it's important to him. And it's it's as important as they tell us it is. But I, I really want Gunther to break that record. If he doesn't, that's okay. Not like terrible booking or anything. It's just I would love to see that happen. Yeah, I agree. I'm in agreement. I, I want them to keep it on Gunther. All right, and let's get into this next one. We got Edge versus Finn Balor, which it's also been promoted. We're going to be getting the demon Finn Balor. Uh, this is going to be inside a hell in a cell match now i feel like i've had some I, I, this is probably the match that i feel when you tell me like oh denise what match are you looking forward to or name the matches that are happening at wrestlemania this is one that i keep forgetting is even on the card which kind of sucks to say because it's kind of a you know you've got two top competitors in both edge and finn balor it's in helena sal which is you know supposed to be huge and i hate that i keep forgetting it's on the card and i think a huge reason for that is that i haven't been interested in how long this feud has gone on between uh the judgment day and edge this has been going on for such a long time to the point where they lost me a while back on this one and unfortunately when they first made the announcement about this match happening the first thing that we were talking about was god i hope this doesn't go 40 minutes uh yeah i don't want it to go like an overwhelming thing like i don't want it to be like uh and that's how some of the edge matches have been up, like since his return but there have also been a lot of fun ones i'm ready to move on past this but i think we're gonna see like maybe gangrel pop up maybe we're gonna see like some odes to history we're going to see the the demon there. I'm very interested to see how heel demon works. I I'm interested in that, but edge I believe is winning this cuz Finn Balor like will not be affected whatsoever. Here's the thing though. And I know what you mean by Finn Balor not being affected by this whatsoever. And I feel like Edge does have to win in order for this story to feel like it's come to an end. Like that's it. We can't go anymore with this. But Here's the butt though on this one because Finn Balor is coming in as the demon. I'm tired of them treating the demon like a freaking jobber. When they had a remember what the first thing I said was I need them to erase the memory of the last time we saw the demon with uh, Roman Reigns and the way they made the demon look all super goofy. I don't yeah. want that. I need them to bring, you know, we haven't seen the demon since then. I want to see, I don't want to see the demon come back just to lose in this Hell in a Cell match. I'm sorry. Like, I want to I want to see Finn Balor win here. I'd be solely for the fact that I want to keep the demon, bring back the, the coolness of being the demon instead of my last memory of it. I think this will be a very smiles on faces show. It's the first wrestlemania of what we presume is going to be the triple h era who knows uh posted a nice story on fightfulselect.com about why people think vince might be more involved if triple h has his way i feel like this will be like a let's let's reward the casual fan type of thing so that's why i do think maybe ray wins maybe edge wins maybe the street profits win 
Uh, I, I that's why I feel that way. But I think we're also going to see something absolutely crazy. Like I think Edge might do something that rivals the McFoley match type right, of crazy with the flaming table. And that was awesome. The, yeah, that was. I love that match. By the way, it was in my top thirty video, which you can watch here on my YouTube channel. But also, here's the thing too: is that to me, like with Finn, I just feel like. Things have not been so great for him. The, prior to the Judgment Day, things were really not going that great for Finn Balor on the main roster, okay? And then he finally gets into the Judgment Day and things start to look up. But even then, they were giving him a lot of cheesy lines. He really hasn't been even like, if it wasn't for this Edge storyline, the focus is primarily Dominic and Rhea. Like, that's been the focus yeah. of the Judgment Day. So for me, I actually think Finn Balor needs this win a lot more than edge does and that's also another reason why i want to see finn balor win this match although i do think that in order for this to fully come to an end it has to be edge so even though i don't want it to be edge i think it has to be edge but i'm still gonna go with the demon i'm gonna go with finn balor <laughs> all right so there you go i'm a little bit conflicted on all of this but let's press on from here so after this um let's get into i know this is the match you're most looking forward to sean and it is brock lesnar <laughs> versus omas not omos the way that brock lesnar calls them but omas um sean this match did not necessarily garner in terms of initial reactions with people. Everybody was like, what the? F we went from in a span of a week. Oh, it's going to be Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Oh, no, it's going to be Brock Lesnar versus Bray Wyatt. Oh, no, it's going to be Omaz versus Brock Lesnar. But wait, is there going to be a swerve? No, there's no swerve. This is the match that we're getting. People How thought we were we getting get trolled. Here? People thought yeah. we were getting trolled. Uh, originally, so one of the early pitches was Stone Cold Steve Austin, and the money was not good. Stone Cold said, eh, eh. and then it looked like it was going to be Bobby Lashley. Uh, something happened. Don't know what happened that led to that not being a reality. Brock said, no, I'm not facing Bray Wyatt. Now, I've heard they've got a, a fine relationship and all that, but uh, they also just, Brock didn't want to do it. So therefore that match didn't happen. And then we get Omos. Now I was told there was a backup plan in order. I still don't know what that backup plan is, was anything like that, but that, that left Bobby Lashley without a ship. It left, it left uh, Bray Wyatt without one. They got paired off and Brock personally approved Omos. And it does seem like he's enjoying himself and, did I enjoy watching Brock hit the, the ropes at 200 miles an hour? Yes, I did. But how will this match be? Will it be a five-minute match? Uh, will they try to make it a 10-minute match? Listen, if we get Brock and Goldberg from Mania, well, that's cool. Uh, I mean, Brock. if we get the first Brock and Goldberg from Mania, no, that's not good. If we get the second one, yeah, that's fine. We don't want the big Hoss battle test of strength. I want to see them go through tables and barricades and Brock to jump off of stuff. That's what I want. I look, I hope we get what you want because I'm really afraid of what this can possibly be. Because one of the things that we talked about when it comes to Amaz is how slow he can be. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I forgot what show, what pay-per-view we were talking about, what match, but we, there was this one specific moment 
where Amaz was running in like slow motion and commentary was like, look at how fast he's going. And we're sitting there like, what? This is really what you're saying? Like we're, we're, we're actually making it seem like Amaz is fast. And so because I've seen Amaz kind of struggle a little bit when it comes to, to those types of things, I am a little bit nervous as to what this is going to turn out to be like. I really do hope that we get what you said, where it's like high intensity. Let's, I don't know, add in some weapons. Let's have Brock Lesnar, you know, like you say, fly at 200 miles per hour or whatever the situation is. I really do think that this is going to be, uh, I want this to be a very fast sprint, as fast as we can possibly go with a Moz. But I do have a feeling that this is not going to be as horrible as I originally thought that it was going to be. And now yeah. it's officially that like car crash that I, I can't help but want to look at because now that's what it is to me. And I will say this, though, in terms of like if you're Bray Wyatt, though, Sean, and Brock is given an option of working with Bray and working with Amaz and he didn't want to work with Bray. You what are you thinking here? Because if I'm Bray Wyatt, I'm thinking, fudge, I got to. If Brock doesn't want to work with me, I need to change something. I, I would feel like shit if Brock didn't want to work with me. If I'm I Bray. mean, I don't think that what Bray and Brock do are necessarily the same thing. That's that's where I, I land on that. Like, uh, it doesn't necessarily, but Brock is not going to do the lore. He's not going to sell for it. He's not going to do any of that. Like, he, he's just not. And I don't think that's necessarily a condemnation of Bray. They just don't fit. They aren't in the same world, and I'm okay with that. We got a super chat here from Mr. CJ Lilly, who says, Hey, to, uh, hey us, to this isn't wrestling related, but you need to see Alexa Bliss. Latest post of her practicing for, for, for uh, Mass Singer with her husband. That girl has an incredible voice. She should sing the anthem. She's star and hope she pops up soon. Mr. CJ Lilly, Alexa Bliss's number one fan. Um, I haven't seen the behind yeah, the scenes I, think, I don't think he likes Alexa at all. I've never seen anything to indicate <laughs> that Mr. CJ Lilly likes alexa bliss i mean he's out here burying her in super chats all day long <laughs> Mr. he told he sent me a message and he's like i bet alexa was auto-tuned damn mr cj lily gonna have to come out here and defend himself man because you're out here putting out fake news about mr cj lily but um anyways i will make sure to take a look at that i love alexa bliss and i love seeing her social media posts as well um we got a super chat here from dante nyc who says this has vince written all over it but good for a moz for scoring a wrestlemania match i'm keeping an open mind hope it surprises us and at least it's decent so i do want to get into this thank you so much to dante for bringing this up because um sean we've spoke about this on the raw post show i'm of the theory i'm more on the i'm i lean more towards the direction of Vince has his fingerprints on a lot more than we might uh, and that we might be aware of right now. But it really was this Brock Omaz match that I think kind of had a lot of people going, oh, man, it's Vince back. This feels like a Vince thing. And ever since then, I still have been leaning a little bit more towards, you know, Vince being more involved than we've been told. But that's my theory. Uh, how do you feel about this? And do you think here's my question to you. How much input? On a scale, uh, give it a percentage scale. How much input do you think Vince McMahon is going to have creative-wise on the WrestleMania card and outcome? I think he'll have input at, because Triple H has admitted that, but I think Triple H is making the final decisions. 
we have a lengthy report on Fightful Select that we just posted, actually, where a lot of talent suspect. They, they don't have a smoking gun, but they suspect Vince might be involved, like little creative notes, some changes, some adjustments, and things like that. We've got all that on there. I think Vince knows and WWE knows that if he's back involved in creative in a public sense, a lot of talent is going to be upset. Not only talent that were fired by Vince, but talent that just doesn't want to do his creative. Uh, I think this is just as much Brock as it is like Vince. I think there's just so much of a chance that that's what Brock wanted. Right, right. Thank you so much to Dante NYC for sending in this super chat. It's much appreciated. All right. And let's go ahead and press on from here. Uh, let's get into this next one here. Um, we were just talking about this last night on Raw, where some people suggested that this has probably had the best build when it comes to the women's matches. And we're talking about the uh, six woman tag here with Becky Lynch and Lita. Uh, and Trish Stratus taking on Bailey, Io Sky, and Dakota. Uh, let's start off with do you like in regards to this? Are you excited? Do you care? Uh, how do you feel about it? Do, do I care? Um, a little bit. Like these I builds care. haven't been these builds haven't been the greatest, right? And that's been the rap on it. I mean, I don't. I think Ronda was more talking about Vince McMahon when she was complaining about the, the live Ronda build, but. You know, she's like, yeah, we don't get much more than five minutes a week. And I think a lot of that, that plays into things. But I feel like almost every build on this show, except for the Roman Reigns stuff or the Bloodline stuff, and except for the Dominic and Ray stuff could have been better. Yeah, exactly. And look, for me on this one, for me, it's more so I'm on like the nostalgia side of things where I really care about like, I want to see, I want to see what, you know, what they're going to look like as a team with Becky, with Becky there and uh, Trish Stratus and Lita. To me, like that's where my interest lies. Like I'm very curious to see how their chemistry is going to be. Uh, that's what I want to see. Is Trish Stratus going to turn? Is she not going to turn? All of that to me is very intriguing. And I think so. It's not necessarily the match that I'm intrigued in. It's more so the story. The and oh, okay. yeah, that for me, that's a little bit of more, more of what I'm most interested in is in the story, the outcome and what we're going to know coming off of this match. Are we going to see a dismantling of damage control or are we going to see, like you mentioned, this turn with Trish Stratus against, uh, you know, Lita and Becky Lynch? Like are think, what, who's going to fall all. apart here? I think we see it all. I think we see a complete reinvigoration of the women's division. If they're smart, split Bailey from damage control, split Trish from Becky. Um, again, Trish looked incredible in her last match, but that was almost four years ago. Lita had a solid match with Becky a year ago, but it's also a year later. And how, how will she look? But there's a lot of moving parts here. Um, Becky always looks good. EO always looks good. Dakota and Bailey always have good matches. It's just, you know, eventually the gas tank does run out. Like as much as I want to see Trish and Lita, we just don't know when that is. Hopefully it's not this week. Cause I've been liking what they're like, at least them being around. It adds a little bit to the show to have them around. Yeah, I think so too. Mr. CJ Lilly sends in a super chat saying SRS. I don't want to poke the bear. LOL. When you come to money in the bank, you and me, one-on-one -on -one SRS versus Chris Blade, my 2K custom character. Let's go. It's my world time to feel the blade in all seriousness. Love the banter with you too. Thank you so much to Mr. No, CJ Lilly. 
you know Mr. CJ Lilly's character Chris Blade had like its mask on this game is the mask that Alexa wore for the Wait, mask. Wait, I was gonna say you've seen it? I, or are I you just, just making this up? I just know. I just know. <laughs> okay then uh thank you so much to mr cj lily for this generous super chat it's much appreciated a whole lot um okay so let's press on from this let's get into another women's match and this is bianca belair versus oscar um sean i think the number one thing that you and i have talked about in regards to this match on the raw post show is really just the lack of the build for this and i hate to be a party pooper but i knew I knew the second they made this Elimination Chamber match to determine who would be Bianca Belair's opponent for WrestleMania, I freaking knew that they were not going to put any any other additional thought into this story. It was a dead giveaway to me. And I'm sorry, but I, I just knew it. I knew it. And I was hoping I was wrong. But I feel yeah. like I was not wrong in this situation. I was, I was hoping you were wrong too, because if you had two women that could convince me that like the alpha type of thing, like leader of the pack, Oscar Bianca to where they're both good people. We know them to be good people and great performers, but they just can't stand each other. And that's to me, that's interesting. Like pe people say, who's the heel? Who's the baby face pick you decide which one do you like more or hate less? And I would love it if they couldn't have gotten within like a, a building of each other without fighting and that literally be the build the whole way. I can't believe that's not been just a common build where I, I would have loved it if they came brawling out through the ramp, like in the middle of a Mustafa Ali, Seth Rollins match. And even Ali and Rollins are like, what the hell is going on here? Like they even were like, we got to stop what we're doing to break this up type of thing. And that's something simple. That. That's not that hard to do. No. That could have easily been done. It's not like you're asking for the moon here. I feel yeah. like that's something that could have been really easily executed on this show. And to me, it kind of bums me out because I kind of had more hopes for Asuka, especially coming off of the Royal Rumble. I thought, okay, they're going to switch things up with Asuka. We're going to finally get to see a little bit more of what she can do character-wise because we know she can go in ring. We've seen it plenty of times. That, that was never in question whatsoever, but I was really hoping to see Bianca Belair get tested in a new way. And I don't necessarily feel that way. And I feel bad because even though as much as I like Asuka and as much as I know this is going to be a good match, I don't want to see Bianca Belair lose the title. And I I, I just feel like this is, um, I feel like they could have done better in terms of just a story for this period. Because I think that not only does Asuka deserve it, but primarily Bianca here because you've said it. You've said it a million times. She's miss wrestlemania and you want to keep to, i'm sorry but i i would want to keep that going uh based on what they've done with her the last two wrestlemanias and i know like even that build for um her match against sasha banks wasn't that great but i feel like the moment was just so huge that it kind of overshadowed that and it was yeah. still something that people were really looking forward to and then you talk about her wrestlemania 38 match with becky lynch being literally one of the best matches of the night my opinion the best match of the two nights of wrestlemania that's saying a lot so you want to i think with competitors like bianca belair maybe put that little extra effort when it comes to that storytelling and i would love to see an adjustment in personality out of bianca i mean you and i have had the good fortune of interviewing her multiple times and she is people say oh i get tired of seeing her smile well 
That's that's just how she is. People said that about Raquel too. She should be vicious. I'm telling you, after numerous interactions with Raquel yeah. Rodriguez, that's just how she is. She's not a big surly monster, and n- neither is Bianca. But I think a lot of the like the Rob Van Dam elements would work with Bianca Belair, where she knows exactly how good she is, and she's not afraid to tell anybody and everybody, especially. If she goes three and zero at WrestleMania with three championship wins, she can look at that and say, "Nobody's done that. Like nobody has won a title match in their first three WrestleManias." I just assume not. I haven't looked back at the stats, but there's something that some stat guy can give her and be like, "I'm the only person to do this," and I I wish we would see her embrace that and play off of it. And again, you can decide if you love it or you hate it, but she can play off of heels or baby faces accordingly. And I, I, I will say this. I think it would be a mistake to take off the title off of Bianca. I think she definitely needs to win. Uh, like I said, if she did not lose the title to Bailey, when I thought there was a good chance that Bailey and her, that there was a good chance where I did think at one point that Bailey was going to be defeating Bianca Belair. And I thought their work and their storyline and everything that they did together, both separate times, I thought was phenomenal. And if it didn't happen there, I, I don't think it should happen with Asuka. I don't think the story justifies a title change here just yet. But we got a super chat here from the Pro Wrestling Podcast. Didn't write anything, but I still appreciate you sending this a whole, uh, sending this in. They're it means great. a lot to us. Um, So thank you so much for sending that. Dante NYC sends another one saying the build to both women's matches has been rubbish. Not at all interested in those matches, which is crazy because all four performers are excellent. I don't think it takes away from the interest of the actual match because we know that the in-ring caliber uh, of what all these performers can do is phenomenal but I just think it doesn't do the women's division justice to not give them some you know some good storytelling yeah uh, we had somebody saying didn't John Cena do that uh, with with titles but I, we're talking world titles and that's the one thing Bianca has and Denise, to Dante's point, I think they're leaning on the fact that they know that these four women, especially, can go in the ring. Charlotte, you can say what you want about her booking and all that. You know she's going to kill it in a match. You know Rhea is, and you know that Asuka and Bianca will. And I think that they they got lazy with how they built it as a result. Yeah, I agree with that. And that, that's very unfortunate, honestly, because that's only how things you're only going to build bigger stars if you keep doing these good stories, because that's the thing with Bianca. Like there she gets some criticism where some people think that they kind of see the same thing over and over with Bianca. But when it comes to in-ring, everybody praises her because it's so good. But the character, there has been some criticism of that. But and it's unfortunate. And I think a lot of it has to do with the storytelling uh, surrounding uh, Bianca Belair on that one. Uh, Ten Rusa sends in a super chat saying, Sean, do you see TK meeting with people in WWE to talk a sale? This weekend will be a huge one all around and pumped for ROH and Impact New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, Sean, I know you saw that uh, new report that came out where they said that the WWE sale talks are hot and heavy. They talked about potential buyers, uh, one of them being Endeavor. Another one being uh, the Saudi Arabia Investment Fund, and the other one was Liberty Media. Liberty Liberty that. Media. They they own. They don't own any channels. That's that's the thing. I'm surprised there are no media companies. And even one of the analysts on there was like, "I would if I were a media company, I'd buy WWE in a heartbeat because you get infinite content for your your stuff." But anyway, I think it'd be smart for Tony Khan. To and, and that that family to meet with WWE to talk a sale, 
just to feel them out and one to establish a relationship, just establish a relationship and uh, get, get a little bit of insight. I think that would be a good idea. I thought it was interesting too, by the way, that um, the reporter, by the way, uh, who is uh, David Faber with CNBC said that his, uh, that NBC universal is not in the, apparently not part of the sale process. Were you surprised by that? Could be them playing hardball too. Cause I mean, they own CNBC. He could have been, I I don't want to undermine his journalistic integrity or anything like that. Not trying to do that because Lord knows I've got enough people that are like, this person told you this, this is how this worked. I look at that and I go, well, maybe Comcast is saying like, make it seem like we're cooler on this than we actually are because we know Comcast loves WWE. They've got it on Peacock and USA and they have NXT and they had SmackDown on, on sci-fi and they, you know, they've got a million different things, but I, I, I think Comcast would be a great, suitor for wwe i think they would make money i think disney would make money if i'm a media company i'm buying wwe yeah and i also thought it was interesting and very very telling when he said that um apparently a lot of what removed some of the buyer's doubts was once nick khan went and did that interview and said hey if you know if vince mcmahon has to step aside he will step aside type of thing i thought that was very very telling that was one of the biggest takeaways in my opinion from a lot of what he had to say a little preview of my fightful select report that we dropped tonight i have developed a lot of contacts in some of these rumored uh places not liberty yet because i hadn't heard of them and not saudi obviously but it was unanimous, Denise. Like everybody that I talked to that had knowledge of the product that worked at these companies was like, if Vince wanted to stay on, one, it would kill his talent's morale because they're they're they are doing their due diligence. They know the drill. Things improved without Vince McMahon from a creative aspect, a, a financial aspect. So they don't need him there. It's been proven they don't need him, but also it would hurt the leverage for WWE and it would just decrease interest in general like it's it's a big it's an vince is an albatross yeah thank you so much to ten ruza for sending this in and also uh uh basically inspiring that conversation nicholas 763 sends in a super chat saying whoever wins the raw women's title who do you think would be the next challenger i would say maybe eo or dakota i would love it for either one i actually think that dakota would probably be i want to say both of them would be a really great one but this is the thing and i feel the same way for both divisions is that i really do think that there isn't you could you could go any direction here because they haven't necessarily heated one particular person up for you to be like, oh yeah, this person's next in line. I don't really feel like there's anybody like that. I think there's potentials for people that they can do that with. You know, you got Mia Yim is one of them. You got so many other people there that I feel you could heat them up to be, you know, potential champions, but I don't think that they've necessarily done that with anybody just yet. Yeah. I think they gotta, they gotta heat somebody up and you got to balance the tag division and the the singles division and make sure that a lot of people stay heated up. Look at the the singles thing. Solo Sokoa lost, but he lost to the WrestleMania main eventer. All right, well, you've got Bray Wyatt still hasn't lost. They're keeping Bobby Lashley strong. Brock Lesnar is always there. Bronson Reed is doing really good. Like, I think they, they've got some options there. Randy Orton might be coming back. Who knows? I don't have anything on that, but it's possible. 
We got a super chat here from BB who says, do you guys think the video packages help the Oscar Bianca build at all? Love what you guys do and can't wait to see y'all wrestle on the pre-show uh, to WrestleMania. Uh, thank you so much to BB for sending in um, this very generous super chat. Um, I think the video packages did help just to kind of, uh, you know, just reiterate some of the points that we already knew. I, I feel like it helps maybe for the newer viewers. I, I enjoyed the video packages, period. But I already knew all this stuff about these people, though. Yeah, I think this is more for people that maybe don't know about them, but I, it didn't hurt because no, the other hurt. booking, the other booking has been bad. So this, this, at least the videos were good. Jason PS3 sends in a super chat saying, so Oscar goes 0 and 5 at WrestleMania after her uh, change. Uh, ugh, great. Yeah, that's pretty spot on there, Jason. Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I know that people have been rooting for Oscar for a very long time, but unfortunately I just don't think that this is the, this is not, I wouldn't say that you have her defeat Bianca. Like, I just don't think so. Uh, thank you so much to Jason for sending in that super chat as well. All right. So let's go ahead and press on from here. Um, so next match. And I think this is one that, you know, we've been talking about so much on multiple shows because this has really been a feud that um, has carried a lot of WWE programming. We're talking about the Usos versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for the undisputed WWE tag team championship match. Um, Sean, I know this is the match that we're kind of, you know, personally predicted or hoped that, would be the main event for night mm -hmm. one. Now that we're getting closer to the actual date, do you still feel that that's a possibility or are you kind of feeling further away from that being a possibility? I still think it's it's a possibility. And I think it should be the main event. I mean, listen, I'm all for equality and all that good stuff, but this is the second hottest match, period. So it should main event. And to me... I'm not comparing this to male-female equality, but I'm talking about equality in booking. How often do you get a tag team title match that is hot enough to main event a pay-per-view? To me, that's very important. Has there ever been one? I'll look right now. So. I don't recall there being a main event tag team match for tag the titles. Team. For the tag titles. team, yeah. Tag team, yes, because of Hogan and Mr. P right. Mr. T versus Piper and Orndorff, but like... For the I titles and in recent years, like in the last, you know, I don't know, X amount of years. No way. I don't remember. No, yeah. There has never been a tag team title match main event a WrestleMania. And since the first WrestleMania, there has never been a tag team match that has main evented WrestleMania. To me, so I feel... I feel like I hate that sometimes they kind of always make the tag team title picture look like less than. But at the end of the day, they're still champions. And I feel like because the story has been so interesting and so intriguing and it's tied in so heavily with, with the main event, I, I just don't know how you don't have this match as the main event. And think of all the, as Kareem says, when have we had a Muslim Arab main event WrestleMania? That's important too. That is, that is very important. And to me, you can always say the tag team titles main evented WrestleMania. And that immediately seems important. And people mention the Chicago portion of WrestleMania too. Yeah, but that wasn't the main event. The main event was Hogan and King Kong Bundy. That's that, like as it was presented. Okay. Do we get our happy ending regardless of where it is on the card? And by happy ending, I mean like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens winning the titles. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, we do. 
Okay. I think so too. I feel like this one's pretty straightforward. We've talked about this so much. Like I, we, we went on like a two hour freaking conversation about yes. all of this, but I feel like this happy one endings. Feels, oh, come on now. Well, actually we did go on a freaking long conversation about that too, but this one feels pretty straightforward. I want to have, uh, I want to see all of these four guys have their WrestleMania main event moment. I think they deserved it. Uh, we, you know, we've talked so much about Sami Zayn being the MVP and everything that they've done in the storyline we've dissected, we've discussed. Uh, we got a super chat here from Sheldon Jackson who says, what does Triple H need to do post-WrestleMania to build up more women as a legitimate threats contenders to the titles besides the usual suspects? I have a good, uh, I'm gonna give you one answer. And one answer right now is, let the women go out there and actually put on matches that, show what they can do. Don't just have them go out there, do a couple of spots, call it a day. Let them go out there and do, let them out there, go out there and have great matches. They have the talent. They have the roster for the women to do that stuff. And literally just start there. Just start there. If Shawn Michaels can recreate every one of his old storylines with like Roxanne Perez, let's run back some, elements of classic storylines that, that were traditionally successful for men, but with women, because a gender change in that can open up a whole lot of different opportunities. Let's see how it works. Let's add some stories and some substance to these matches and keep both titles and the tag titles strong and important and desired. Awesome. Thank you so much to Salads and Jackson. We got a super chat here from Kilo Johnny who says, 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 Say Usos win and Roman loses. How's the story go now that there's been a power shift? Okay. See, here's the thing. Oh, if the Uso, you know, oh my God. What, what would be more heartbreaking if Cody doesn't win the titles, the title, or if um uh Sammy and Kevin Owens don't win the titles? To me, it's Sammy and Kevin. It would be more heartbreaking because Sammy already didn't win the title. So he needs to win these titles. At least with Roman, I know it's going to come eventually. And Cody's going to win that title. He's going to win that title. I actually think it would be Cody. Okay. Because... I I think it'd be a bad idea for for either one of them to not win. We've had this bloodline stuff for so long. Like the title should change hands on both of these matches here, but I do think it would be a bigger heartbreak if Cody were to lose because I feel like this is it. Like this is the big moment. WrestleMania doesn't get bigger than this unless he waits till next year's WrestleMania, (laughs) but whatever. So, but here, if the Usos were to retain the titles, first of all, I would kind of feel really bad for Sami Zayn in this particular situation, more so than Kevin Owens, more mainly Sami Zayn for the reasons that you just stated. Um, But it does change the dynamic in terms of, you know, Roman Reigns is the tribal chief. He's the high and mighty one. And if the high and mighty one doesn't have any gold and the usos do it's just gonna look bad uh yeah yeah i completely agree and uh, i look at it and i'm i'm like it's time it's it's been time it's it's been time for a very very long time so Let's just do this. <laughs> Thank you so much to Kilo Johnny uh, for sending in that super chat. Caden C says, Denise, are you ready for press box food? I mean, I don't know. They might switch it up. I, you, you got a lot of new people there. They might change the menu. I don't know. But I really do love when they got the chicken strips. They got macaroni and uh, macaroni and cheese is usually what they have. And then Damn, they really? had hot we dogs last candy time. last time. 
And I got in trouble for stealing candy. That was very embarrassing, by the way. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. White um, privilege, Denise. Just another reason to hate us, I guess. <laughs> Nick Beasley Wrestling says, do you think the Usos and Solo turn on Roman? Um, not just yet. Not yet. I think if it's going to happen, I would like them to do sort of a slow burn type of thing. I think it happens this summer. Spring, summer. That's a good amount of time. This sends them in the downward spiral. Thank you, Nick, for sending in this super chat and this question. All right, um, let's go ahead and move on from here. Next up, we got Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. This is the women's match that I'm most looking forward to because I'm a big fan of both, and I just think we're going to get some good stuff here. I really hope this match is good. If it's not good, I'm going to be very disappointed. Uh, we've talked about this, this build. Unfortunately, there's been a lot of stuff that I like that have uh, involved a lot of what Rhea Ripley says when she says that she's the bloody best and this and that. I buy all of that stuff. I think she's done a really good job of convincing me to believe every word that she says. However, when it comes to when it comes to what the best segment has been leading up to this feud, it was Charlotte and Dominic. It, it wasn't <laughs> anything better than that. Yeah. And he's uh, not it- in the match. <laughs> I just I just want to say if Rhea Ripley loses this, I will snap. I will absolutely snap. Charlotte beat Rhea at WrestleMania. Charlotte beat Rhea at Hell in a Cell. Charlotte beat Rhea at Money in the Bank. And then even the night after Money in the Bank, Rhea beat Charlotte, but it was by DQ. So we got four matches, four televised matches that all went over like 12, 13 minutes long. And Charlotte ain't ever been pinned in any of them. It is Rhea's turn for yeah, the love of God. Do you think the, cause the crowd, because Charlotte oh, Flair baby. is the baby face in this, right? Even though she doesn't no, feel like get, it. Rhea's going to get cheered. She is. Time. That's exactly. So it's going to be like really funny when Charlotte Flair, who's supposed to be the baby face is not going to get cheered the way that Rhea Ripley is. So that's, I think that's just going to be like a natural shift. Um, all right, uh, let's go ahead and press on from here. Uh, after this, we have a match that I'm really looking forward to. It's actually one of the matches I'm most looking forward to, and that is Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. Sean, I'm most looking forward to this because Logan Paul hasn't had uh he he hasn't had like a, a failure in terms of in ring wise in WWE. I think everything has been really good that we've seen. He hasn't given me a reason yet to believe that this would not be good. The ultimate test was that match against Roman Reigns. And you know what? He freaking delivered in that match with Roman. I really enjoyed what we saw there and I didn't think it was going to be good. And it ended up being great. Um, So for that reason, I, I'm expecting this one to be good because I know that Seth Rollins can move at a certain pace. And I think that Logan Paul could definitely keep up with him and i think that together they'll make an exciting match who do you think is going to win though because celebrities almost always win at wrestlemania i cannot buy logan paul defeating seth rollins really? it has to be seth rollins winning here i mean he almost beat roman i i, I just can't buy it i would honestly be i don't know how i would feel about that in a, th- in a clean fashion so i think I think uh, over the next year or so, we're going to see Roman and Seth. And I think that Roman being like, I don't lose to YouTube influencers like you do, could could be a powerful line there. Um, no. I think, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Sean, stop it. I'm sorry. No. Uh, 
No, I just think way too highly of Seth Rollins to see him lose do to you, Logan Paul. Do you think more people will be watching that love Logan Paul or hate Logan Paul? Hate Logan Paul. Then I think that Seth will probably win. Because people always forget, like when Logan Paul comes out in, in crowd for WWE, people always boo him. But then after yeah. the match, they're like, yay, he did a good job. Woo. People forget so they, that he's good. Yeah, exactly all the time so i do think that going into it there's going to be more people that hate logan paul but if he goes out there and he does a good job like he always does then there's going to be people obviously cheering for him so there you go but i do definitely think it has to be seth rollins is your official pick logan paul yeah oh shit all right <laughs> um john cena versus austin theory this match is going to be opening uh night one and that was kind of a little bit unexpected i think uh what do you think john cena has to go what's going on there sean what do you know my pick is and always has been john cena wins night one does an open challenge switch blade answers and crushes him night two or raw after mania i also wouldn't hate it if austin theory beats cena because you keep him strong and then switch blade beats him night two or raw after mania I don't know that Switchblade is for sure coming to WWE. I don't know that. Uh, I know he's able to if he wants to, and, or, or he's el he's a free agent. But I think that what we will see here is is a Switchblade debut in a big way, and I think him winning the U.S. title would be very, very big and very, very cool. I'm I'm about fifty fifty on the winner because my thing is like. John Cena has barely shown up to promote this match. You yeah. think we get, he, he's going to show up and defend the U.S. title? Probably not. So I'm thinking Austin Theory. because And Austin Theory does need a big win. He does. I think he's had too many. He's had too many. He's had bigger L's and he's had bigger W's in, uh, you know, in the, on the main roster. So I do think that Austin Theory has to win this match. However, I do like your scenario where you said that if John Cena beats Austin Theory, then there's a pot, then we can maybe see, you know, if we're going to see Jay yeah. White defeat any one of these two, I would prefer to see him defeat John Cena. Cause it'd be like, Oh shit. It'd be like such a crazy moment. Um, for that reason, I would say that would be like the like the scenario. If I could paint a scenario uh, or take a scenario, it would be that one there. But I do think that this is going to be a little bit more straightforward. And I'm just expecting to see Austin Theory get the win somehow. And I, I don't know, man. I don't know how they're good. If, if, if Jay White goes to WWE and if they have him, you know, come out, you know, during this WrestleMania weekend, whether it be WrestleMania or, or Raw after Mania. I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm still feeling like maybe it's a little too good to be true. But yeah, maybe, maybe. But I, I love that on so many of these, we're just not sure. That's what I like. There's so many of these where it's like, will they, won't they? And because it's a new regime, you don't know how it'll get handled. And I, I like that. Right. Right. All right. We got one more match to talk about. But before we do, everyone, uh, just a heads up, this podcast was sponsored, is being sponsored by Wrestle Rumble. So for those of you who do not know what Wrestle Rumble is all about, Wrestle Rumble, head on over to WrestleRumble.com. And what you do is you buy an entry. And with that entry, you get certain prompts. And in that prompt, you get to answer questions and predictions about what may be happening at WrestleMania and what can go down. The person who scores the most points 
ends up taking a big giant price. Fourth place, a hundred dollars. A third place, another hundred dollars. Second place, a hundred dollars. First place, one thousand dollars. Believe it or not, I've actually had one of my viewers uh, enter and actually win the grand prize of one thousand dollars. So it definitely is possible. And if you just want to have a little bit of some extra, uh, you know, it's just some extra fun while you're watching WrestleMania, you might as well go ahead and enter and see if your predictions, see if your predictions will actually happen. Once again, that is WrestleRumble.com. Also, the link and all of that is in the description box below of this video. Please head on over to WrestleRumble, show them some love, enter the contest, have a little extra fun. The cutoff to enter is right before WrestleMania starts. So on April 1st at 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, that is the cutoff for uh to enter the uh, the WrestleMania pickup contest. Once again, wrestlerumble.com in the description box below is the link. Thank you so much to Wrestle Rumble. I play that every single time they do it. We have had numerous people uh share Delaware, our friend won like six title belts from them. She was out there looking like Ultimo Dragon. <laughs> uh she's like we've had we've had people our, our viewers mods uh win the 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 main prize many times it is certainly within the reach of everybody watching this yeah i think it's really freaking cool man all right and let's go ahead and get into our very last and final match to talk about and that is the big one that is cody rhodes versus roman reigns for the undisputed wwe universal championship match um i feel really positive about what's gonna happen here and that's i don't know if that's scary or if that's the way that it should be I feel very confident that we're going to see Cody Rhodes walk out as champ. And if he doesn't, I'm sorry, but I would think it would be really freaking lame if he does it. I, I think it would be the wrong call to have Cody Rhodes lose. I've loved, loved the story. But if Roman Reigns retains, we're going to hit levels of, uh, for me. I didn't think that Drew was the right person to win at Clash of the Castle. I didn't think that Sammy, for the, the crux of the story for everything, was right at that time. I feel like Cody is right because this just sets a domino effect that goes, ooh, well, what about Roman now? What about the Usos now? What about Solo Sokoa now? What happens with Paul Heyman now? Who's going to be the challenger? Will Roman want to compete for the title immediately again? Or will he want to handle business within his own family What's up with Randy? Is he coming back? Lots of murmurs about that. Will the titles split? But if Roman holds on to them, and then eventually they have him get beat, and it's for like one title, it doesn't hold as much. He has held the universal title for two and a half years. He's held the other title for a year. And let, let me tell you, the booking of the title before Roman won it the, the, in the pandemic was horrible. Some of the worst booking I ever saw was the year before he won that title. The booking between January of last year and WrestleMania was some of the worst title booking I had seen. Lashley's or Lesnar's in, he wins the title from Big E, then it's to, to Lashley, then it's back to Lesnar. Oh, well, Lesnar also won the Royal Rumble. Woof. I'm ready for some good storylines atop this show that don't involve Roman Reigns necessarily, too. Love him as a performer. Want to see what he does next. 
Cody needs to win this. I just and, think that Roman's already a made man, Sean. I got I, yeah, exactly. And I got people saying Cody needs to lose. He needs to overcome no. some needs to overcome something. What, mate? He was a mid-carder for like six, seven, eight years, left the company, made a name for himself on the indies, helped start another company, got booed mercilessly in that company until he left, showed up, was over massively, tore his pectoral off the bone, came back, won the Royal Rumble, needs something to overcome. <laughs> he's overcame plenty of obstacles but that's the thing though i think he needs to win because we're always talking about building and making new stars and this and that we've had this tired conversation a million million times and roman's made roman's done roman is roman he doesn't need to be champion any longer i would much rather see like what you said with the what is the picture with the bloodline going to look like how is the how are the usos going to feel about the solosakoa paul Heyman, all of that to me, Cody took this big, massive leap by going from AEW, where he was an EVP in that company, and going over to WWE, being the first big move from AEW to WWE, and probably one of the most high-profile moves that could have happened, and risked it all to go to a company where he, you know, yeah, they could have promised him, you know, all of these things, but at the end of the day, you don't really know until you actually get those moments. So for me, I think that Cody took such a big Big risk and I think that WWE really needs to seize that and prove to people that hey we can you know take somebody that before we didn't do anything with where before he was just you know stardust and this and that and we could make something out of this person and we could utilize that star power that he got someplace else and use it for our own good here and I think that Cody Rhodes needs to win here in this scenario because he would benefit so much more winning this title than Roman Reigns retaining the title. This specific, the universal title has existed for six and a half years. Over four and a half of those years, it's been Roman or Brock. It's time for somebody else. It's time for a different person yeah. to be atop this. And Cody is the right person. And to me, Roman is more interesting as a character without the title after WrestleMania. Yeah, and that's not to say that obviously we didn't like Roman Reigns as champion. I think Roman Reigns is a phenomenal champion. I love Roman Reigns and everything that we've gotten to see with him here. But I just do definitely think that it would benefit Cody a lot more. We got a super chat here from Nick Beasley Wrestling who says, what if The Rock comes out if Roman loses or he is just off of it? So... Would you want to have it end? Let's just say for the sake of Nick Beasley's wrestling super chat here. Would you rather have it be like, okay, Cody wins. We have the big moment. Fireworks go off and that's the end of WrestleMania. And then, or Cody wins. He has his big moment. He walks off, but we're not off the air yet. And all of a sudden you have Roman Reigns just there. And he's in, maybe in the middle of getting a standing ovation for being a long champion. And all of a sudden. And that music hits. And you know what? You know what I'd like? What? I would love it if The Rock walked down to the ring. He just looked at Roman and shook his head like, you're not the tribal chief. Took his lay and left. Yeah. Woo. And then whenever the hell you do it, I don't care when it is. It could be on Raw the next night for all I care. Just do the damn match for the love of God. 
Oh, that would be Rashawn. No but, way. <laughs> but I would love it if The Rock just looked at him and says, "You were never the tribal chief." Right. Whew. That would be good. Woo. We Give got it. it. A super chat here from Pelisa Chile, who didn't write um, anything, but thank you so much for sending in the super chats. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. Um, Okay, so I think I'm all caught up with anything. Uh, Any last minute super chats are more than welcome to come in and I'll go ahead and bring them in in here. Uh, Bradley says, uh, WrestleMania, what is that? New Roman Nine, New Rock beats Cody. No way. Oh, okay. Rock ain't beating. They're not going to do the Yoko Hogan thing. It ain't going <laughs> to happen. I need to practice my Roman numerals. <laughs> <laughs> all right bradley thank you so much for sending in this super chat um Catherine coleman sends a super chat saying logan says his wwe contract is up after wrestlemania so oh, now okay. i think staff should win uh i don't know sean you're the contract expert uh logan works a lot remember right after crown jewel when he swore that he tore his acl and all that stuff and yeah he's a worker he he could he kayfabed his own brother about the stunner from KO being real. To his own brother? I didn't know that. On, on the air. Like, they were joking about that. it and talking oh. about how. And he was like, nope. He was like, I didn't know it was coming. Didn't know it was happening at all. <laughs> Damn. All right. Thank you so much to Catherine for sending in this super chat. Alrighty, ladies and gents, that is our show. But before we go, uh, Sean, you're going to be making your way to LA soon. Uh, final thoughts on that. I'm excited, I guess, now that I've talked about it. Uh, I, I've I've since looked up some of my locations, and the Dax show is about a half a mile from the New Japan show, so I might be able to make both of them. But A lot of the places that are happening in downtown LA, a lot of the events are pretty close to one another. Okay. Uh, but you'll just, your, your only main drive is going to be from where you're staying to yes. downtown LA. That's going to be your big little drive that you're sure. going to have to do. But once you're in that area, then you'll be like, you'll be able to bounce around and go from, you know, place to place for the most part. Uh, Sean, let the people know where they can support you. Well, if you're watching this, just subscribe to youtube.com slash fightful. I greatly appreciate that. Uh, Denise is just blowing us away in subscribers, but you know, it's a sad world. Hey, man, when I'm starting to get those fightful, uh, fightful super chats, then come talk to me. All right. Yeah, <laughs> come fair. talk that's to me fair. afterwards. I right? go live more, Denise. Well, I try, but I have got other things to do. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Just YouTube.com right, slash fightful. And all of those links are in the description box below where you guys can find the fightful YouTube channel, fightful select, and all of that good stuff are in the description box below. Uh, as for me, you guys know the drill. Just subscribe here to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. You're already here. Join that subscribe button. I'm going to try my hardest to get as much as content as I possibly can here uh, this WrestleMania weekend. So please make sure you guys subscribe. Um, and then Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Uh, thank you so much to Sean for coming in and taking the time to do this show. And we'll see you guys uh, next time, guys. See you guys later. Bye, everyone. <laughs>